You are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 146 with my guest today, Dakota Amaka. Now, the opening track you are hearing today is from Dakota's new album called Invictus, and the song is titled Revenant. So in today's podcast, we talk all about the new album coming out this week, and Dakota lets us know a little bit about the making of the album, and also about himself, his influences, and what got him into music. So he's an amazing player, which I'm sure you're all going to love. Now again, before we go to the interview, I'd like to thank my sponsors. So let's start with the, the new sponsor, Arnold Krakola. So let's have a listen to the advert now from Arnold. You don't need a drummer to make an amazing metal song. All you need is access to tracks produced in a great studio by a great engineer. My full-length drum tracks are crafted using the best sounding samples I've been developing for over a decade and have been used by thousands of professional musicians worldwide up to the highest level in the industry, including John Five and Gus G. Stop wasting hours of your time trying to program drums and stop wasting tons of money to have your drummer record in a studio for mediocre results. With my drum tracks, you don't need to worry about any of that. Just drag and drop your tracks Press record and you're done. All of that with a killer, authentic sound. So go to my website, arnokrakovka.com to start rocking. And to my other sponsors, Musician and Custom Guitar Picks. So let's go over the interview now with Dakota Amaka. Everyone, please welcome Dakota Amaka. Hello there. So we're Ooh. here today to talk about the, the new album, now Invictus. That's it. It's out on the 7th, is that right? couple more days almost there yeah so can you tell us a bit about the album like when, when did it all start okay um well i started writing the material almost a couple years back and uh i don't know 2020 we can all agree it was most definitely a roller coaster for all of us yeah and uh at the time i was working at a hospital as a floor technician and a housekeeper so we saw everything you know firsthand and uh in short we were put through a lot, you know, as all of us were. And um, I don't know, I had a lot of good songwriting material after some of the stuff we went through, you know. And uh, on top of that, my wife had been fighting cancer. She's doing great. You know, don't freak out. She's uh, she's doing a lot better. She's healing up great. So far, so good. And uh, so I had a lot of things that were just really inspiring that I wanted to write about. So I poured everything into this album. And uh like I said, I wrote all 13 songs way before all that happened. Mm. But uh, right around Thanksgiving uh, this past year, I, uh, I ended up working at a local store we call Walmart here. For almost a year, being around COVID, when I worked at the hospital, I didn't get it. You know, we were safe. We were very prepared. I get to this other job, and within six months, I got COVID, and it was not a good time. Like I said, it was right around Thanksgiving. And I couldn't taste anything, so I didn't get to have any delicious food. But uh, I was quarantined for two weeks. And one of my friends from work, he was quarantined around the same time. And it hit us so bad, he he couldn't even get out of bed, he said. He's like, I don't know how you did it, but 
in short, in quarantine, instead of resting, I sat there and I tracked all 13 songs. And um, I still don't know how I did it because the first day I got about five of them done, did all the guitar parts. Second day, I got about four. Now, the third day, I got about three songs done. And then after that, I woke up the next day, couldn't get out of bed. Oh, well. But uh, so instead of resting, you know, everyone's like, you need to take it easy and keep <laughs> calm. Just rest up, get better. It's like, I got stuff to do. I got an album to do. So <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah. And uh, I got all 13 songs done. Like I said, it was within two weeks because I had the songs already. I just needed to track them. And so that's what I did. I mean, the good news is you, you, you got better then. So the COVID didn't affect you went away it it was definitely rough like yeah. uh with me it was mainly uh mostly like fatigue really really didn't have any energy or anything like that i mean i managed to get out of bed and make it to my little chair to get behind the computer with a guitar on my hands that's about it yeah so, but, how, so how long did it take you to get better once you got it the first few days i'm gonna say the first five days were the worst but within two weeks i'm gonna say about a week and a half i was pretty good to go. I uh, didn't have a temperature or anything else. And I uh, got another test done. It came back, you know, negative. So about a week and a half, I'd say I healed up. Thank okay. goodness. That's good. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's good that it healed up. <laughs> Not good that you got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So now can we just talk about two of the tracks? I mean, the two of the ones we got the, the film clips for. So the first song, Remember, which is a, a great, great melody. More. Thank you. That one was an amazing song. I love it. It's just a... You know, the harmonies you do for the melody, the, the whole song is well written. So can you tell us a bit about that song? Okay. Uh, ironically, you know, my wife fighting cancer, I lost my mom to cancer in 2016. And uh, as most people, that was my, she was one of my biggest inspirations, you know, inspired me to keep pursuing music and everything. And that song, in a way, is not only dedicated to her, but all of us who have lost someone. You want to remember the memories you have with them, you know, the great times and the guitar used in that video and on the actual recording is the, I play Charvel, you know, as you know, yeah. and, uh, that guitar I'd been trying to get for years. And, uh, long story short, every time one would pop up is the series I play is the desolation series. They don't make them anymore. And every time one would pop up, I'd be short on cash, just in between. In short, I got a friend that found one, and he basically sent it to me for free. Didn't even charge me. He was like, take it as a gift. I was like, wow, you know? It was special because that's the guitar I wanted to get before my mom passed the name after her. And I finally got it, and I named it after her, Lisa. So for that song, that was the ultimate guitar to use, you know? And it was beautiful. It matched the scene and everything. So but uh, that's what that song's about. I want it to be beautiful, you know, with orchestral stuff, which my buddy... Andrew, he goes by Nerd Roll. He's a streamer, loves video games, all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> he uh, he whipped up the orchestral accompaniment and uh, made it just ten times more beautiful. Very, very sensitive song. one you have is a revenant a bit more rockier right a little bit different end of the spectrum <laughs> yeah that's right this one really shows you um 
It's ready. <laughs> okay, well, that one, uh, I need to mention, we filmed the first one, remember, in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, here on the coast, and uh, it was on the beach. You know, we tried to get it at sunset. You know, we did what we could, but the sun was actually behind me the whole time. I was like, that needs to be over here. But, <laughs> but uh, with Revenant, uh, long story short, again, with my family, uh, the Amaker family, we've always been in the lumber business, specifically Cypress. And we have a family-owned sawmill. I don't know. I just thought the song was supposed to be heavy. And I was like, what's more heavy and metal-looking than an actual sawmill with all the machinery and the chains and everything and the giant saw blade? <laughs> So that's what I ended up doing. Uh, my friend Drew, I mentioned that did the orchestral parts. He actually is the one that helped film all the videos. You know, big shout out to him. Me and him made the trip all the way out to my dad and grandmother's, you know, property where the sawmill's at. We filmed it there and we did all kinds of different angles and whatnot. And what you see in the video is what we went with. The song itself, I don't know, I just wanted it to sound like something like Rick and Havoc, you know, just something heavy. You, know, you want to bang your head. I only fell down once when I did the windmilling part. That's why I don't do it all the time. <laughs> but uh, it, it came out really good. It really did. And uh, like I said, this thought it would be perfect at a sawmill. You know, it just kind of adds to the whole vibe of the yeah. heaviness, if you will. <laughs> but talking about that windmill, though, you do that really well. I mean, I had a sore neck just watching it. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So now with the album, how do you go about writing your songs? Do you, you know, get the riffs first or do you write around? I mean, because at the moment I'm actually recording an album with uh, Phoenix, who you know. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to get like, like different guest artists on there to play. So, awesome. So yeah, if you're interested, I'd love to have you on. Oh, absolutely. Just yeah. shoot me a message when you're ready. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> so basically we've got some drum tracks from um, a guy in France, Arnold. So how do you go about writing your songs? Do you get the ideas first? A lot of times, like I'll have an idea... And uh, sometimes it's just the opposite. Like you say, I'll have a guitar riff that I want to build on top of. I don't know, with this album, just about every song, I think I did have like a riff or two, but most of the titles and the ideas already had whipped up. And I just kind of built off of that. Hmm. I don't know, it's just kind of like a lot of layering. You know, I'd come up with one riff and want to add some zazz to it. Now, sometimes I'd have like a lead line, like a tappy part. Like the first track, it's called Auras. And I do a little two-handed tapping thing. Nothing fancy, it just sounds really melodic, you know, and uh, I kind of based the riffs around that, so it's more like a rhythm kind of thing instead of trying to be flashy with the right hand or something. Mix of everything, I just had like a general idea of what I wanted to do. The album itself, Invictus, translates into uh, Unbreakable and Undefeatable, I believe. Okay. And that I just thought was the perfect thing, you know, for, like I said, everything that was going on, what I was dealing with. And I just kind of started the song title based off of that idea. It was a mix of everything. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> now, is this your your second one, is it? Because you had your first one, was it 2019? Now, how do you pronounce yep. it? You know it. You know it. Like with the first CD, seven tracks, you know, when you have an EP, it's like maybe five songs total. I was like, no, we're putting seven. You know, who does that? I was yeah. like, I don't know, but I did. So, <laughs> but uh, 
that one translates into beautiful mind or thinking. And I just wanted to give people like a glimpse of the, you know, what goes on in my head compared to the new CD. It's a lot heavier. It really is. That's what I want it to be like more angry sounding and driven. You know, I'm still proud of the first one, seven tracks. And it's just kind of like a little bit of everything dashed in there compared to the new one. It's focused on being heavy with some soft ones here and there. Yeah. I'm proud of both of them. I really am. So did you record everything on there, like guitars, bass, and program drums? Oh, yeah. Now, funny story, with the first CD, I have a really weird method of how I do drums. I use Guitar Pro 5, and then I take it, export as MIDI, drop it into Reaper, add a VST on top of it, a lot of onion-like layering, and it sounds pretty decent, all considering. But with my new CD, Invictus, uh, I do have a live drummer. His name's Jacob Edwards, very great drummer. Um, we actually went, and a friend of mine, Tony Byrne, helped us track all 13 songs, all the drums. However, as you can tell, it's not an actual person, so for one track. I don't know what was happening. We had a ghost in the machine, if you will. I spent like two weeks just cutting, cropping. It wasn't my drummer. It was something in the system. I don't know what happened. It just was off timing my leads were off and of course my drummer tried to compensate you know pick up he did great but i ended up just going with the original drum tracks i had made except for one song called cycles of eternity where uh in the studio my drummer's playing you know played with him live a lot of times he just did something different i was like oh my gosh like do that that was awesome you know and uh i managed to keep that section around where the solo is and uh but everything else, yeah, like I just use my original tracks, a lot of copy and pasting, you know, clicking this and that. It, it came out a lot better than the first CD because I was still figuring out how to do all that, you know, engineering drums and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, it was definitely a process, but pretty much almost all 13 songs on the new album, I did the drums myself, except for that one key section and that one song. And the bass as well, you said? Oh, yeah, and the yeah. bass. Yeah. Funny story, I needed a bass, and uh, I don't know if you've heard of a new brand called Glary. They're mm. really, really cheap, portable instruments, and they had a little, it's basically like a, the idea of like a Fender J bass, and they had one for a little less than $100 over here, and I was like, okay. Before my wife went in the hospital, she was like, happy, early, Merry Christmas. I was like, okay, and we got one. As soon as it came in, I laid down the bass tracks, I think within two, three days, it's all 13 songs. And uh, it sounded great right out the box. I just raised the low E a little bit and it was yeah. good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Have you played much bass before? I don't claim to be a bass player, but I guess you could say I am a bassist to an extent. Because okay. like some parts, you know, the argument always is a real bass player doesn't use a pick. Oh, good gosh. Here we go. No. <laughs> yeah. Like some stuff, you know, you can't really avoid getting away with not using a pick. You've got to have it for some stuff. Yeah. And now, there is one song called Penumbra, and I actually use slap bass. Okay. And it's almost like a genty kind of vibe. And I don't really listen to gent, but it just kind of happened like that. Yeah. It's, it's got that little vibe to it. Most of it, I think pretty much the whole album I used to pick, but uh, there are a few little parts 
I think, and remember, and maybe one of my other songs called Darkest Obsidian, where I use just, you know, finger picked. Yeah. And I just like kind of what it calls for, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't do all the galloping stuff like Steve Harris from Iron Maiden. <laughs> I, I can't. I've tried. <laughs> Uh, now, just going back a little bit to yourself when you first started playing. So what was your main influences and what made you get into music? Now, believe it or not, I grew up, I'm only, I've turned 29, the 16th this month, actually. Yeah. Uh, I actually grew up around a lot of blues, southern rock, and uh, stuff like that, like Leonard Skinner, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um, and of course, you know, got into blues, Jimi Hendrix, I always loved Steve Ray Vaughan, myself. You know, I love them both, but I was always a Stevie Ray kind of guy. And then uh, getting into all that, I eventually got into like Randy Rhodes, a lot of more metal players. You know, then I got into Ozzy, Def Leppard, all the big 80s bands. Yeah. And eventually I got into Ingve, and pretty sure we know where it went from there. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. And uh, I mean, uh, was it last year we did the, the Van Halen video? Oh, yeah. Rob Pardo. So, yeah, thanks again for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so how about Eddie? Was he an uh, influence on you as well? Tremendous player. And, of course, his playing was like a big influence. But believe it or not, more than anything, his mindset of, you know, make it work for you, that's what I took from a more than anything. Because my first guitar was a, we'll say, an early 90s PV Predator. It looked like a Strat, you know, black, white pit guard. In short, it didn't work when I got it, so I made it work <laughs> using CD radio and box fan wiring. And I uh, threw some red stripes on it, very Van Halen inspired, and that was Frankie. That's what I call that guitar. <laughs> and I, I still got it. I have to send you a photo sometime. But uh, <laughs> like I said, the first few times my dad helped me piece it together, and after that I started experimenting. That's that's what really inspired me about Eddie. He uh, Don't be afraid to tinker with stuff and put holes in it, you know. Yeah, and uh, because of that, I've always been my own guitar tech in my band as well, Woke Infinium. I've always been the guy to tinker with this, swap this out, put new pickups in. I just—it's not that I don't trust anyone else to do it. It's just I do it myself, you know. Mm. And of course, his playing when it comes to Floyd Roses, very, very inspired by Eddie, big time, yeah. and the two men tapping definitely. When you first got to him, did you actually sit down and learn his riffs and tunes, or, or was it just more the same thing? You know, influenced the way he is. Believe it or not, I think one of the biggest people that said it was either Paul Gilbert or Marty, Marty Friedman. I think it was Paul Gilbert. You know, he tried to do it right and played it wrong and come up with his own style. Yeah. But uh, uh, a lot of stuff I took from Eddie, like you said, I tried to learn. I think Hot for Teacher was one of the first ones. I just loved that intro. A lot of riffs like Ain't Talking About Love. And one of the heaviest ones I always like, which is... uh. Part of the tribute I did, like you said, was uh, Humans Being. Yes. And for years, I actually played that wrong. <laughs> I looked up, I don't know how many videos, and just the way Eddie would play it isn't what you would expect. You're like, okay, it's like three chords, but he didn't play the average chords. He yeah. did some different voicing, and it sounded so cool, made it ten times heavier, you know? <laughs> but uh, a lot of the rhythm parts, yeah, I tried to learn a lot of Van Halen real early on. Yeah. So when you first started, were you self-taught or from a teacher? I think I've had one lesson since I started, and so pretty much just by ear. Wow. Like I'd put on Ike Sabbath, you know, 
ACDC, just try to play around with it and play to it. Of course, playing it wrong, but it sounded so cool. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> well, just one lesson left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much self-taught, just trying to pick up little things here and there from all my favorite guitarists. So as far as the, the, the theory and everything, did you get much into the theory or just, just the playing? Believe it or not, like uh, I've always said, like do what works for you. In the beginning, I tried learning, you know, like sheet music and everything, and then tried to, you know, basically lean a little bit more towards tablature, you know, which is cheating, if you will. But I learned your basic theory, you know, major, minor, and like, because it kind of helps you figure out where you're at on the fretboard. But as far as knowing specifically what I'm doing, like E Phrygian, dominant, major, seventh, and all that, I am not a textbook yeah. guy. I just, I can play it, but someone else can tell me exactly what it is, you know? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of guesstimating, basically. How are things over there at the moment? They are. Like where I'm at, uh, for years there wasn't a big metal scene. I mean, a lot of country music, you know, respect, but uh, blues and cover bands, a lot of people didn't play a lot of metal here. But in the recent years, 10, 15 years, a lot more venues are uh, opening up to that. And uh, especially after COVID, everyone's trying to bounce back. And a lot of my friends in the metal bands here were trying to bounce back with a a bang, you know. Mm. Some of the venues uh, are actually open to the idea of metal and hard rock being played there compared to just cover bands and whatnot through the years. So it's a growing community where I'm at. And uh, things have been opened up a little bit more, you know, probably I'm going to say a few months now since COVID went down. Yeah. So things are starting to get back to normal. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, so hopefully what the plan is just to maybe do a few gigs for the album as well. Oh yeah. Like uh, that's one cool thing. My drummer, uh, Jacob, when I first met him, you know, those back after I released the first CD and there were seven songs on it. And of course I sent it to him. And I, I was like, try to learn this. And he's like, okay, you know, about a week later, he's like, I got it down. I was like, sure you do. You know, okay. We get together for the first time practice, played through the whole album in one go. I was oh. like, all righty then. <laughs> <laughs> so basically like ever since, uh, cause he was supposed to be on this album and he technically is, it just didn't quite happen the way we wanted. Yeah. But, uh, He's an excellent drummer live. He brings the songs to life even more, brings the energy. He actually could be sitting there playing the double bass like a madman while windmilling and not stabbing himself in the eye. I, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> well. But, uh, but uh, we have played quite a few of the songs off the album live. Okay. And uh, when I do my solo stuff, I just, I know it sounds crazy. I know it hasn't been, you know, it's been done plenty of times before, but just me on guitar and a drummer behind me. Simple setup. It is kind of limited, but you got to bring the energy to the show to make it, you know, worth watching, so to speak. And every time I've had very interesting, different, good reactions. I've had some of the hardcore kids sitting there moshing, you know, beating the mess out of each other. I've had older couples slow dancing to my metal music. I don't understand it. They were having a good time. So, and, uh, I've never had anyone not enjoy themselves at one of my live shows. That's, that's great. Thank goodness. But, uh, but that's probably the plan. Going to be setting up some shows for too long to, you know, get out there, play it for people, bring them the full tread, if you will. 
it's been oh. a blast up to now, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I guess that's the, the other thing I wanted to ask you too about your is it your, your nickname, Shredley. How'd that come that's about? That's it. <laughs> Believe it or not, I had a friend years ago just engaging in conversation, and she was like, uh, what's up, Shredley? And I was like, hey, that's, that's kind of catchy. What is that? She's like, I don't know, just the word. So she called me that. A few other people started calling me that, and it just kind of stuck through the years. And I was like, okay, I guess we're going to go with it. Some people <laughs> shred potatoes or shred paper. I shred guitar strings. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. So you need to write a song. Shred- Have you got a song yet called Shredley? Not yet, but that's Uh, a good idea. There we go. (laughs) Next album. (laughs) I just noticed the other day, you had your uh, amplifier, the new Blackstar. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I saw the unboxing and everything. How'd it go once once you plugged it in and everything? Oh, man. Like, uh, I've always said, like, I love my brands. I've had companies try to, you know, convince me to swap to their branded product. You know, I respect everyone, but I found what works for me. You know, I love Blackstar. I love Charvel. I love EMG. But uh, I always said, if and when, fingers crossed, I get on with Blackstar, my absolute dream amplifier is the HT Metal 100. And... The HT Metal Series, they had a lot of different versions, the big one being the 100 watt, and they had like little combos and whatnot. If you were to type in on Google or anywhere right now trying to find the head that I just got, it's like it don't exist. And I I didn't go looking for one. I had a friend. He's like, hey, I got a buddy selling one of these Blackstar heads. I figured let you check it out. We know that's that's my mojo. And turned out it was my dream amp. I was like, okay, now I got to figure out how to make this happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, I plugged it up and you would think Vince, it's a metal amplifier. That's just strictly what's going to sound good with. But when I turned it on, of course I've played some heavy stuff. It sounded fantastic. And there is so much power there in this head that I had to dial it back some because I, I use Actives, EMGs, and I like having the power at my volume knob, but I even had to dial it back on the amp too. And uh, it's got three channels, you know, OD1, which is like your rhythm channel, blues overdrive, turn it down, and then OD2, your full-blown metal channel, and then, of course, the clean channel. Yep. And both the channels with the distortion are just potent, but the clean channel and some of my other Black Star heads have a little bit of grit to them. You got kind of tweak it to clean it up. This one sounds like crystal clear. I can't get over it. It was just a beautiful sound, just, you know, straight into the head, no effects. And uh, it's got a really nice reverb built into it. But even with that turned down, the clean channel sounds fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm really excited to get on stage with it just to see how much it really does pack, so to speak. Yeah, that's excellent. Now, is there anything else you wanted to mention about the album or anything? Well, as far as like the guitars, I technically used, I think, five instruments total, of course, which I got this one sitting next to me. This is my number one storm, closest thing I have to being a signature at the moment. I used this one for the entire first CD. And uh, for this album, I used it for all the tracks, except for Remember, which I used the red guitar for. Yeah. I think there's one song where I used uh, my white one like this with a Floyd Rose on it. 
just to do a couple of dive bomb squeal things in one part of the song. So uh, that's the three stars I used. And of course, for the acoustic parts, I used a uh, Fender Sonoran Acoustic Electric. It's got the cutaway. Real simple. And then, uh, of course, my Glary GJ Jazz Bass, I think is what it's called. It's basically a Fender J Bass. Yep. And that's it. Just five instruments total. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we wish you all the luck with the album. Like I said, uh, what I've heard so far, it's great. And, uh, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No problem. So I'll put the link in the show notes, but just uh, what is the best way to people to get the album? I have the physical copies myself. If you are interested, just shoot me a message, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Just you can get a hold to me, no problem. Yep. Um, now, as far as like digital and online, it officially drops. The release date is July 11th. And now as far as what time, I'm not sure, okay. but it will be the 11th. So a few yep. days away, but yeah, we're yeah. almost there. Yeah. And uh, it'll be available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, just about all your favorite you know, online streaming platforms. Excellent. Yeah. So as far as the physical copies, they'll be ready in a couple of days, the hard copies. They are. You have to go through me at the moment. Still trying to figure that part out, but yeah, I've yeah. got the physical copies available myself. Yep. <laughs> no, that's really good. Good luck with it all. I really um, I hope, hope it all goes well. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, keep up the great work. You were awesome, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, and I'll be in touch about the uh, the new album coming out soon. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Coda. Now, um, yeah, I'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Well, have a good morning. Yeah, yeah, thank you. All right. All right. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.